The evening and night wore on, with the weather taking a turn for the worse, so the captain confined all on board the vessel to their quarters, and told them not to light the lanterns because of the rising storm. The heavy sea was tossing the ship about violently, and he did not want anyone to get accidentally thrown overboard, or spill a hot lantern and set the ship on fire so close to the Boston Harbor. There were huge swells that broke over the deck, and Bobby went to the captain's quarters and volunteered to help his crew secure the deck cargo, which was breaking loose and in danger of being washed overboard. Go ahead, lad, he said. You're a stout lad with a good sense of balance, and they could use the help. But always keep one hand on something attached to the ship. We don't want you to become food for the fishes, do we now, lad? Maria pleaded with Bobby to stay in their quarters with her and little Nash, but he ignored her. What kind of man would I be if I didn't go up there and help them, and one of them got washed overboard? No, I'm going to help them if I can, and that's all there is to it. He hugged her and kissed his son on the forehead and left the room. When he got to the decks, he looked around for Jim or Josh, but didn't see anyone he knew. He had on his oilskins, but the water that washed over the decks soaked him instantly, and he found a length of rope and bound his waist and ankles tight so that the water didn't get inside his rain gear so freely. Next, he tied the ends of his collar together tight around his neck, sealing that part as well. Just then, a barrel broke its ropes and came rolling towards him. He moved out of the way and tried to grasp it, but it was heavy with fish oil and he couldn't stop it. It crashed through the gunnels and into the sea. Next he saw some of the crew trying to secure the big dory that was flopping around with the rolling of the ship. Once he saw lights of buildings on the horizon while the ship was at the top of a mountain of water and felt a sense of security knowing that they were so close to land. One of the crew, a salt of the sea called Jasper, grabbed him in the nick of time when the mainsail jib broke free and swung across the deck, narrowly missing him. "'Tis a nasty night on Davy Jones' sea. We are much too close to land and in shallow water. Hang tight, lad. We are in for a pounding until we reach the breakwater of Boston Harbor. But I'm afraid that the tide and wind will have us aground before daylight, and that is not a good thing," he said yelling so that Bobby could hear him over the screaming wind and crashing waves. Monica and Chico were alone in their quarters, and the darkness scared Monica. Every time she tried to get up and walk to the little room where the chamber pot was, she was thrown back on the bed or onto the floor. Hold me, Chico, she cried. I'm terrified that this boat will sink and we'll be trapped in here to drown. Can't we go up on deck? or at least we would be in the open and I won't have to feel this claustrophobic feeling. It's driving me mad. No, my sweetness, Chico replied. We have to do as El Capitan says and stay here. We would be thrown into the sea and lost if we were on the decks of this ship. Listen, can you not hear the waves crashing on the decks above us? Jim reached out and caught Elizabeth as she was thrown against the bulkhead of their quarters, almost knocking her out. Hang on, baby. We'll be out of this mess by morning. But it sure seems to me to be getting worse. I know these ships are built for this. 
The wind is what propels them through the water. But the creaking noise this one is making sure worries me. Oh, Jim, you need to keep those worries to yourself, Elizabeth said. Do you really think this ship might sink? Well, I can't answer that, he replied. But I know one thing for sure. I wish we were on deck. Just as Bobby thought they were at long last going to make it to the harbor, a mammoth rogue swell hit the ship from the side, and it started to roll over. He looked at the mountain of water crashing down on the deck, and the thought hit him that he had to get to the cabins and get his family out of the staterooms. Then a second rogue wave, even larger than the first, hit the ship, causing it to lurch and flounder, and then instantly he was in the water.